Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet, and today I have as a guest, Miss Jill Sager, and I probably really messed that up. So I'm glad that she's so sweet to say, no matter how you pronounce it, it's okay. We're just going to call her Jill. How's that? And make it really, really easy. Jill is a tarot reader, an intuitive, a channeler, a writer, and a hand drum advocate who refuses to use the word psychic to describe herself. She was disabled from birth, born and raised in the Bronx, and it was the furthest thing from her reality to become a professional tarot reader or go-between for spirit. She was gifted a tarot deck in the 1970s, and then she was hooked. Word spread, and today she has clients all over the world. In her early 30s, she heard a voice that she knew wasn't hers, as I am not that smart or well-versed in the spiritual ideas, but I trusted the voice and learned so much from creating a better life for myself. So I can't wait to get to talk to her because, you know, I find that all of us are in a different place in our spiritual journey. And I think all of us are shocked where we're at today, where we started. I think that's part of it. Unless you were lucky enough to grow up in a home that was very much connected to this realm or this reality or perspective. And I love to meet those people too, because I think it would be really cool to have parents that were really connected and you would have grown up with that as a child. So welcome Jill to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love this. So why not the word psychic? I'm curious. What is it about that word? Because you know, words have <clears throat> certain triggers for everybody. So <clears throat> why this word? Well, for me, and this is just my opinion about that word. And I, and let me just preface by saying that um, I've, I have a lot of reference for people that do call themselves psychics. I mean, I used to be somebody who watched Sylvia Brown years ago on, on daytime television and was just like thrilled by her. Um, but for me personally, that word, I just feel like it would keep me in a box and, um, and perhaps to offer, you know, uh, would, would kind of, you know, with that word, people might have an expectation about what I can offer. Now that's not to say, or what I can predict. Um, it's not to say that that hasn't happened in a reading, but at the same time, I feel like I don't want to be boxed into questions that really um, offer people, you know, people are asking things like, um, you know, will so-and-so come back to me? Will he love me again? Those kinds of things. I really, because in my belief system, and this is just me, I don't want to be a predictor for anybody. I feel like 
if if I were to do that, it really sets up expectations. You know, people will either I this is again what I what I think. People will either be um, looking for that, and if it doesn't happen, you know, they'll be disappointed. I mean, the wind blows. Who knows? You know. Or, you know, they'll be, they'll either be disappointed or, or they'll just be waiting, waiting, waiting for that thing to happen. And I just feel like the journey is really where we're at. You know, it's not so much about, you know, predicting a, a, an end or a, a definitive kind of thing. So um, I am more about assisting people on that journey to open up blocks maybe, or, you know, wipe away cobwebs that are, um making it difficult for them to see what they want or maybe how to get it. You know, that's more of where I'm at in general. And I love that. I love that explanation. And here's my um, viewpoint perspective on that. Somebody comes in and sits with a reader. There's a couple of things that happen. Number one, a reader needs to set their ego, their their ideas, opinions outside of that space, because it's really not about them, number one. Number two, they have to understand that when people come to us as a sitter sits down in front of us, what we say, we have to be careful of because we could be planting seeds, right? So if I say, oh yeah, this guy's coming back or oh yeah, this guy isn't coming back, we're planting that seed of knowledge and then it's up if they pick up that seed, it depends on where the universe is. That may not be <clears throat> their contract. They may walk out of the room and something devastating may happen that can change the whole uh, path of where they're going. And so everything is moving. Energy is constantly moving. And so predictions are being able to say, yeah, that's what's going to happen can be difficult to do because it's always moving. It's always shifting. You're shifting. The energy around you is shifting. That being said, for some of us that have that clear, um, I can see some, some distance into your future where you're at at this moment right now in this. And what I tell you could change after you walk out that door because you change or a different person comes in or a different energy and all that shifts. So, um, and words from what I've learned, everybody has their own vocabulary and how they use words. So I thought it was interesting psychic because it's funny, you say metaphysical and it turns some people off. You say new age and it mm -hmm. turns other people off. <clears throat> you say witch, you say magician, all these words are labels that have triggers for some people and what their belief system is. And I believe we should just be open and be comfortable in our own skin on what we want to use and how we want to be viewed. And that's okay, right? It's really okay to be who you are. But understand that you get triggered by certain words. Could be from past lives, this lifetime, family beliefs, all that. Pay attention to your triggers because they're great lessons of why do I, why am I so against that word? And I love that you've really put some thought into it. So thank you for sharing that with us. Well, um, I, really love, I really love what you said. And maybe you said it, you know, better than me, but it does have to do with, you know, those expectations. And also too, it is really hard. I also liked what you said about, you know, different 
words that we use to describe what this is. I think that's that's really always been the the crux for me and the difficulty because we are doing something that you can't really explain. I mean, how do you explain the unexplainable? How do I really, I mean, for many, many years, I didn't tell people I was a tarot reader or um, I, I was channeling information or when I did, because it came up in the conversation with maybe like-minded people, I said it in a way that was embarrassing. Like this is, and I would preface it by saying, I know this is odd and weird. Now, that was my own issue, of course, because I didn't know that they really thought it was odd or weird, um, especially these days when tarot and channeling and all this has become so popular. I'm so interested in how we've gotten to this place in our cycle where it's so, it's so huge. Uh, I mean, there are articles now about all of this in the New York Times, for goodness sakes, you know, when I started reading in the 70s, there wasn't that kind of understanding. I mean, it was a very different time. And um, so I did get a lot of, you know, eye rolling or, you know, and I kind of maybe stuck with that for too long, you know, this idea that I had to um, maybe, maybe downplay what I did. But I feel so, I'm still so, so grateful that it's kind of come out of this closet in, in such a huge way, which, which tarot, I think, and these kinds of um, skills have, have seen, it's not the first time uh, this that there's a wave of acceptance, but it's, it's an interesting time to be doing what I'm doing, to be doing what we're all doing. You know, it's, a, it's freeing when you can free yourself to be open to something that you don't understand, right? True. And that's really the truth when people come in they don't understand. And I have students, even in my community that have never touched an Oracle or tarot card. And we start pulling cards and all of a sudden they're like, what are we doing? Like, what yeah. is this? And there are people that are afraid of the word tarot, tarot, because it's pronounced both ways, but they're afraid of those cards because they've had either a belief system or a family or an integration somewhere along the line that put fear into those words and utilizing it. And really the cards are doorways of information that allow us to connect. And when we pull cards, it's just a guidepost for those of us that are connected and open to the information that's coming through. And if I held up a card today, right, it may have one meaning for Jill, may have another meaning for Violet, mm -hmm. it may have another meaning for Sue, and it's the same card. Yeah, that's what that's makes so it so incredible when yeah. you start working with the cards. And there's still some people today, but I agree with you in the 70s, it would have been difficult because not many people were talking about it. And even today with what I do, when people ask me, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right? What do you do? And I'm like, oh, no. right? <laughs> right? It's like, oh. um, what are they going to be comfortable with? Right? You know, my husband's family is very religious and I have family that's very religious and I'm not here to convert you. I'm not going to push it on you. I'm not going to 
throw it all over you like it's been thrown on me from Christianity. And I was a Christian, so I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> this is my beliefs. You don't have to believe what I believe. I think when we have that freedom of stepping into who we are and allowing ourselves to let others be who they are, it is such a, a place of empowerment, right? I don't have to convince Jill of my beliefs. Right. She doesn't right. have to convince me. We honor each other wherever we are. And I think people need to think about that. So talk to me about your experience with the tarot. What do you have a style? Do you, how, ha, how has it grown? Because I believe the more you work with these cards, the deeper you go into the wisdom and knowledge that they hold. So share a little bit with us about your journey working with these cards. Well, I agree with you. That is what happened to me. I got uh, tarot cards as a gift, as I said, in the 70s and a reading and from a friend. And I was immediately hooked because I felt like her reading, the cards knew me. And that's what happens to many of us. You know, the cards get pulled. They... um, highlight some things going on they seem to understand and they did back then like who I was not all of me obviously but something that totally resonated and she gave me a deck and I bought a book and I started to study and I I I just want to say aside from that that's the same experience I actually had with hand drumming I was a piano player. I started hand drumming. And I'm saying this because a lot of people who are into the metaphysical or this, you know, they go to drum circles. And it's the same kind of thing where you start playing on a hand drum and you're instantly hooked to. There's something that calls to you and you want to continue to do it. And that's how I felt about tarot. And so I studied. I At that time, there weren't a lot of books. I mean, I got uh, the initial card, the initial cards that I read, of course, with a writer weight. I mean, that was what was really available. And I got a book by Eden Gray and a very traditional book. You talked about some people have fear of the tarot and what it's going to say. These old ideas that came in these books that I had, you know, from whether it was Waite's book or Eden Gray's book, some of it did feel even negative to me. Now, why I rejected that, I can't speak to, but there was something I, I always did understand about tarot. Again, I have no idea where this came from because like like you, Violet, I didn't grow up with any of this, but there was something about the negativity of it that didn't speak to me. And so I started to do, you know, study on my own. I got Mary Greer's, you know, workbook and all this. And I started to do a lot of different exercises to get more, to get deeper into what the cards meant. And I never took a lesson until uh, way I was way into reading. And what happened was that my sister was really curious about what I was doing back then. And so I read, I started to read for her. And you know how we start, we read with the book, but then I got to really know the cards and I didn't need it anymore. And basically what happened is I read for her and she's like me, it was really like accurate and it felt right on and it resonated for her. And she basically started to tell her friends and I was, and she lives in Seattle and I was visiting her and this friend would want to read and that friend would want a reading. And that's kind of how things happen. Word of mouth. Um, what my, my experience is that the more you read for people, once I got over, okay, this is kind of like 
was only for me. But what happens, and I think this might be true for all people who read tarot for other people, is that you do start to get validation. And it's through that validation that you become a more confident reader. And so that's what started to happen. And it wasn't until I was reading, this is years later, I was reading for somebody and I saw the Queen of Cups pregnant. I had never had that experience. But, you know, as you learn to read cards, you do trust your own intuition. I loved what you said about, you know, one card, you know, three readers, everyone will have maybe a different approach to the card, but still all within the same framework, it's all accurate. And so I trusted what I saw in that card um, that she was pregnant. I mentioned it. And sure enough, her whole thing was about motherhood. So from there, you know, I, you know, again, with the validation, it just deepened my intuition. And um, that's, that's really what happened. I just got more and more secure about my skill and started to trust more and more my, my own intuition. And I, again, this is just my experience, but I really think that tapping into our own intuition really allowing for that to that self-trust of what we see and what we get and testing it out you know it may not always be accurate but testing it out in some way that's what can open a door to the rest of it right because if you're not if you're not afraid and if you drop um you know those things that obscure that you know whatever is whatever that fear is if you're able to drop what that is it kind of starts to open you up to more. And I also think, and I'll say this, that reading tarot, because we all know this, what, what we're doing, we're looking at images. And images, just like when I was hand drumming, we are opening up a, a side of our brain that is not always accessed, especially in the United States. And that kind of opening using images so that, and, and also, as I said, you know, hand drumming using right, left hand, um, I think also just really high, heightened my abilities. Um, and, and I think that was a doorway to why I was able to start hearing voices, you know, a, a voice, I should say, that definitely wasn't mine. And, um, and also, I will say, in terms of my own journey, meeting women, um, two women in particular, after, way after I moved to Eugene, Oregon, I was in my mid-30s. And then again, um, when I was in my 40s, uh, I met two women who were channelers, who were psychics, and watching them also gave me permission. Um, and so it's not like, though, I was looking to open that channel, but it also showed me that there's possibility. Well, I think it's a journey, right? right? Spirit typically doesn't open the door, swing super wide. Every once in a while, I'll find somebody that's really overwhelmed because they've opened the door so wide. Mm -hmm. Usually it's a step-by-step -step process. Um, and science has looked at that when we do this, she's right, we're using a different part of our brain. It actually shuts down the logical side of our thought process to allow us to connect to these energies that are around us, to be in that state, to bring through that information. I mean, it's been, it's been tested on what's happening in the brain when we're doing this, because we go on to another element of our brain 
that allows us to receive this information. So the cards hold so much wisdom and mm -hmm. process within them that you can't even imagine when you start really working with them and playing with them. And I think it's also critical that you have to trust. If you're starting mm -hmm. to get a tarot deck, you're starting to play with it. What we have a habit to do is we're pulling a card instead of trusting what we're getting inside, we're logically trying to figure out what's going on, which means we're not connected. And we're trying to give an explanation for what we're seeing versus going in here. A lot mm -hmm. of times I will, <laughs> because I channel, because I get lots of information, this is what I found in a couple of things. Number one, you're giving somebody a reading and you're telling them some information and they're like, no, no, it's not me. No, no, that's not for me. Or you tell them something that you think is as crazy as crazy can be. And they're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That, that hits right home. And in your brain, you're like, I couldn't have figured that out if I tried, right? And so because I'm a channeler, a medium, and all of all of the gifts, sometimes I'll give somebody an information. And they're like, no, 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 that's that's not for me. And I'm like, okay, just sit with it. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. And then 20 minutes later, oh yeah, 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 I know what you were talking about. Yeah, I have or had that experience too. I, I don't I always say I don't edit what I get. And I also say, you know, if it doesn't resonate, just, you know, throw it in the trash. But if there's something, you know, keep it in your back pocket. And I've also had that experience where people will come to me much later. Uh, I had a woman stop me once. I was walking my dog three years later after giving her a reading. And she was like, you know, at the time, I didn't get anything you were talking about, but it all it all made sense. You know, three years later, it all happened. It all was, you know, was something that, so she was one of those people who something must've clicked because she obviously kept it, you know, she didn't just throw it in the trash, she kept it in her back pocket. And I always say in my, you know, with, with any of my clients or I always say, gosh, you just have to trust yourself. I am not, there's no gurus here. There's no, I, you know, um, I don't have your answers. You have to have your own answers. I'm just hoping that I can maybe open the path so you can see you see things clearer so you can come up with your own answers. It's really that. So um, I'm really, really, that's, and, and you know, um, maybe this is off topic, but honestly, really what we do, um, it's really about change and transformation. I mean, that's what's really going on. It's about awareness. And I so value that. And so when a, when someone comes to me for a reading, I'm so inspired because basically what they're saying is I want to, I want to change my life for the better. That's why I'm coming. And I don't take that kind of want for granted. I think that it's hard work. It's not easy to be who we are. I mean, I'm always, I'm, I'm the same. I'm changing. I'm growing. I got into this for myself. It's not something that I, that path isn't something that I've ever gotten off of. It's not like, oh, I'm cured. I'm fixed. I mean, that's not, the journey is this continual understanding of my life to better my life, mostly so I can be a better person, uh, which I'm still working at. But but my bias is that that's what I'm here to do, because if I'm not better, if I'm sitting at a red light angry 
at the you know guy in front of me who didn't turn who didn't turn on his signal what what am i doing not just to myself but to him and to the world so really that keeps me uh, motivated to become a better person again i fail constantly but that's why i so am inspired by people who also want to do that work and not everybody does in this lifetime and those who do the who the challenge themselves i'm I'm just uh, it's so inspired by, and that's what um, tarot offers. It's that positive way toward ourselves. So it's quite a it's quite a tool. I still to this day can't explain how it works, um, and and I really have never put it in a box. I'm I'm somebody who has done research on tarot and. There's no box to put it in. Everyone has a different opinion. We like to say it started, you know, the cards in the fort, but I, I'm just leaving it to the mystery that it is. And I think that's what makes it so powerful. I love that you say it's about change and transformation because I really think it is. But I also think it helps us get unblocked, um, have some awareness because sometimes a person will sit with you and you're giving them information and they're like, that's what I've been getting. Yes. Yeah. I love the validation. Tarot. Can I, have you been listening? No, yeah. no. I just was questioning all of that. Well, they want you to know <clears throat> that you're right on target and this is what your next step is. Right. <clears throat> I think even for me as a reader and I can talk about me as connected as I am, it's easier for me to read for somebody else than sometimes it is for me to listen to my own messages mm -hmm. because I don't always easily trust sometimes. And it's like, I'm seeking is somebody else along my path. You know, I'm one of those people, oh, I've been hearing that. So that's, you know, sometimes we need confirmation. We're human. I feel like I'm human. And sometimes when I get something, I'm like, no, no, I'm not sure. And then somebody will come up and say something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my confirmation. That's mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be listening. It's part of our human journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just a process. And this is a great tool to help us mm -hmm. um, move through life and kind of trust that inner, what I call our divine navigation system, which like is that. our which is within us, right? Navigation, a car, it's it's giving you guidance, direction, um, insight. It's not telling you what to do. It's just a guide. Um, so I, I love following that guide. So talk to us a little bit, because I know you're working on a cool project that we're going to have you back on the show to talk about. Can you give us a little sneak peek or share what you provide other people if people want to connect with you and uh, work with you can you share some of that information yeah thanks for asking i am a i am uh you can connect with me uh, through my website i go by the name of jill amy sager i sager sager even i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> and um you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, at my website at jillamysager.com. I want uh, you to know also that I offer free live readings uh, Mondays on Facebook. And you can get more information if you get on my, my page there about those. Um, and that's been a lovely experience. I started doing that 
uh, right about when COVID hit and we were all stuck inside and I was so frustrated and I kept thinking, what can I do? You know, what can I do? And I thought, you know, I can do this. So I started this, uh, these live free readings um, back way back then in whatever that whatever year that was. It's been a while now. And I've continued. I've been able to meet a lot of wonderful people that way. What's coming up, um, Violet, and thanks for asking. I have a book coming out in fall of 2024 being published by She Writes Press, and it's called Welcoming Wisdom. And it's 30 chapters. Basically, um, the chapters are set up things uh, on topics that I downloaded, information, messages from guidance, on topics that I think we all maybe have questions about or grapple with, like worry or money, um, judgment, um, just as an example. And then I wrote in every chapter, I wrote my own personal stories about how I have used that information to learn things, to change my life. And then each chapter has a section called reflections. And those are two to three questions to jumpstart the reader's own musing on the various topics. So I'm really excited about it. I was hesitant to um, put it out into the world, um, you know, from my my days of what you channel that kind of attitude. But I, I was um, checking in with, you know, this this entity I call guidance, by the way, only because I, I named it that because it means help. That's all really, I don't know what it is I'm getting. But at some point while I was meditating, this voice came in and said, and I almost have tears when I say this, um, and this, I was in my, I was like 62, I'm 66 now. I was about 62, 63, have been doing this works is from the seventies. I was, what, what is that? I was in my late twenties. And they said, what if you were supposed to be doing this your whole life? Because I always had day jobs. I always, like I said, I, this was kind of in the closet. The only reason I was available to people, it was a lot of word of mouth. And when they said that to me, I knew in that moment that, wow, that, that there was truth in that. There was truth in that. And rather than regretting that I didn't make it such a big deal all those years, I was good with, well, you know what? Live and learn. And so I'm going to put your word out. They were like also, because they, they also said to me, you know, what we offered you. And of course, I'm, they don't talk like this. I'm paraphrasing. But basically, they said, what we offered you, it's it wasn't just for you to keep. And that really also got me motivated. So I, I went back and transcribed all of the messages that I got. I have way more, but there were 30 that I felt were important. And this book came about and I'm really proud of it. And I'm excited to have it out in the world. We'll see what happens. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to talk to you and um, to get you to share this information and we will have her back on the podcast as it comes closer to being published and out there so that we can talk to her a little bit more and reconnect. I would love that. Jill, thank you for taking the time today to be on the show, to share your insights. I loved our conversation. I really did enjoy it. I agree. Thanks so much, Violet, for having me. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, I hope that we will get to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. 
in Littleton, Colorado. If not, please follow us, comment, share, all of that. We're on all the channels. We'd love to see you there. And I hope you have a magical week. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.